Welcome to Backyard Bets. I am Jacob Brown, joined by Tyler Fabian. We're going to go over college football from last week, the NFL from last week as well, uh, and then preview going into this week. The World Series, like we said last week, would be over by the time this recorded. Uh, I was wrong. The Astros did win the World Series, and that's uh, that's all we have to say about baseball. So we don't have to save that for the end of the show today. That could just be right now. I was wrong. The Astros did win, and they have uh, – you know, that's their first legitimate championship. So kudos to them uh, and their champions. Yeah, but the one where people were going to congratulate on this one is Mattress Mac. We got a $75 million payout, highest <laughs> in sports betting history. That's all we're congratulating for the World Series. Yeah, that that that's unreal. I mean, $75 million. Uh, but, you yeah, know, so the, the Astros won again. It's, uh, you know, they, they, again, like I said, first legitimate championship, in my opinion, uh, 2019, whatever you want to say about it, even though they don't, uh, they didn't call out anyone specifically in the investigation, um, you know, teams suspected that they did in 2019 as well. So it's tainted to some degree. And then obviously 2017 is as well. And now, you know, 2022, uh, good for them. I mean, they, they played a good, a bunch of good teams. Well, not really. I mean, you know, they, they swept the Yankees, they swept the Mariners, uh, and then they only lost two games to the Phillies. So, I mean, they it's legit. So good for them. And then uh, we're not going to touch hockey this week. College basketball did start. Um, opening night was earlier this week. We did not record on Monday this week uh, before the games. So we're going to kind of preview the weekend and college basketball as well. So Tyler, uh, you know, we were we were talking about. We're going to be honest here. We didn't watch NFL this week. I was working one to five, uh, and then the four o'clocks were whatever. Didn't watch Sunday night, and then uh, you didn't watch NFL at all. No, I didn't really watch it this this much this weekend. I just kind of looked at the slate. Didn't really entertain me. Uh, ran some errands, and then ended up looking at cars. Um, so you know, that was just that. Um, can't wait you to have to pay for that. What? You got to say what cars? I mean. Well, I, I looked at a bunch of different cars and car dealerships. I, I was just kind of out there looking. I really don't want to buy one right now, but just looking, okay. unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But um, I did watch a little bit of the Bucks game. Thank God they've actually won the game. Thank God uh, we needed that. But I think we should, you know, kick it off today with the most important segment, the Jayhawk watch. There we go. Jayhawks. Six and zero, oh, man. Well, not six and zero, oh, but six wins. You know, they get game bowl eligible last weekend, and a pretty good dominant win faction. Um, I, you know, they they won pretty sustainable. Congratulations on becoming bowl eligible. So, with that being said, I was watching this this TikTok the other day, and someone came across going on a rant about raiding the field, storming the field, however you want to say those stuff after the game. The three we had last weekend, LSU's. Legit. We'll give them that. Kansas. They went on to say that the Kansas one wasn't legit. That's how you know they're not a real college person uh, that hasn't been watching it. But if you've been here with the pod the entire season, you know the Jayhawks, not a good team. Projected the win two and a half. Everyone thought that was a stretch. They won six games and earned the bowl eligible. That's a legit storm the field action for me. Oh, my God. I mean, we, we were saying, I mean, I remember our reaction, my reaction to your bet. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, and I was like, all right, we'll see. And it actually ended up happening. And then they went undefeated through that whole stretch. Then they got ranked. Uh, so it, it's pretty, like, it, it's insane how much that bet 
panned out. Yeah, and, you know, this weekend they're playing Texas Tech. I know Texas Tech is favored by three and a half. It's just going to be that thing. I kind of said it last week that I was going to, you know, just keep hammering the Jayhawks until they until they get that six win. They got the six, but now that they got the six and it's already bet that's kind of paid off for me a few times, just give me the Jayhawks. I don't even care at this point. They need the spread, and I'll take it. Jesus. All right, well, uh, we were – I mean, in terms of last week, we were right about a few games. I mean, not about Tennessee and Georgia. Uh, th- that's one of those games where I'm almost like, why didn't I say Georgia's going to be Georgia? They won the national championship last year. I know some people might not like that, uh, you know, that take, I guess. You know, oh, they were champs last year. Uh, but they are a good team. They're, they're undefeated. Uh, they beat Tennessee, who was ranked number one going in. Whatever you think of that is what it is. Um, but I, I heard something today, and it was from Joel Klatt. Uh, these ranked top ten games, the road teams are 0-7. Uh, and then in top 15 games, there's been 11 games, and uh, the road teams are 1-10. Um, so that that's, you know, it, it's tough to go to these stadiums with gigantic crowds of 100,000 people. And, uh, you know, I think we should have probably thought about that a little more with this game. Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, the thing that kind of irritated me about that game is Tennessee, you could kind of feel like they went into that game thinking they're not going to change anything. They're ranked the number one team in the country now. They're getting their respect. Everyone believes they're the team. Um, didn't seem like they wanted to change anything or make any adjustments for Georgia. They felt like they were undefeated. They're just going to live with what they have on offense. That offense was kind of predictable through the game. They just kind of hoped the deep shots would hit, and they'd go on to you know win that game. Georgia showed up. It showed why they were the national championships champion last year. Why they're one of the top dogs. Why they're you know favorites to win the championship this year again in that game. And they put Tennessee to, to bed. They're, I mean, I wouldn't say their season's over, but you know the season expectations that we had two weeks for them, I feel like are pretty much very slim right now. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a fair take too. So, uh, you know, Georgia back at number one in the country uh, and then Tennessee out of the top five now. Uh, So we move on here. Um, The game I was right on, Michigan State over Illinois. I said with the way they played against Michigan, I thought they would go in and beat Illinois. I understood that Illinois had a great defense, but they actually gave up a lot of points uh, in terms of, uh, uh, you know, in total points, they hadn't been giving up a lot at all. So 23 is a lot. Yeah. um, My analysis and takeaway from that game was after we recorded the pod, it kind of became a little bit more evident that it was really going to happen. Drake dropped his album on Friday. Um, Going into the Illinois game, Michigan State is undefeated after Drake drops an album. He dropped an album. Know what that means? Michigan State's winning their football game this weekend. So Drake, can we start dropping more albums, please? Whether they're good or bad. Yeah, the reverse Drake curse. That's fucking great. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, but the game we really got to hit on though is um, LSU. We kind of called it would be a little bit closer. Yeah. Um, I didn't sit here and call it was going to be close and think LSU was going to win. I'm going to be honest with you on that. Um, you go back and listen to a few of our weeks of our pods, and <laughs> I've really drug LSU through the coals, highs and lows of them, mainly lows. So 
But uh, congratulations on that win. I didn't think they would win that game, but hell of a win. Double in overtime. Ballsy call by Brian Kelly. I mean, just remarkable. I mean, just to have this game and then Clemson on top of that losing. And and for teams that in five of the eight uh, uh, championship games in this era, those two teams have been a part of it. And now they're definitely not going to be this year. It, to me, it's a nice shakeup, but it was shocking to see them both go down on the same night and pretty much for both of their playoff seasons to be over. Uh, of course, we'll see them in great bowl games and stuff like that, but Alabama's not even going to get into the SEC championship, likely. So that even that, that's going to be weird. So um, you, you think so? Yeah, I do think so. No. I don't know. It could happen. LSU's playing Arkansas, UAB, and A&M. Okay, true. True. But you never know. But anyways, um, you know, you never know. Yeah, you I, never I, do know. I but then you have Ole Miss. What? Well, I feel bad for Ole Miss because they're going to feel the wrath of Alabama this weekend. <laughs> but, you know. You go back into that whole analysis of under the Bryce Young era, Alabama has been very disappointing on the road. Whether it's been winning close games, like I mean, losing close games like Tennessee, yeah, they put up 50 points, kind of cool. It was a fun game to watch. But as a team performance overall, they've been kind of very disappointing on the road in the Bryce Young era. It's hold true, to be honest with you on that. But, you know, Clemson, kind of back to that before we get into game analysis a little bit. Clemson, we were kind of going back and forth on that a little bit about how they're frauds and everything. I I hate that I lost a little bit and um, Notre Dame won. Uh, you know, I lost money because Notre Dame won that game, but I am glad that that season is over for Clemson because they are they were kind of frauds, and I'm glad they got exposed before we got to the playoffs and we just wasted uh, two hours out of our life proving that they were frauds in the playoffs. No, yeah, I mean we we I mean you go through their schedule, they narrowly beat. Wake Forest, they had a win against NC State, but they were highly ranked because of reasons. Uh, well, that's probably just ratings. And so, uh, you know, Clemson were definitely frauds. It was good to see them exposed. So let's move on to this week. And the game that jumps out to me is a Friday night game. And Colorado versus USC, the line's at 34 for USC. But USC has been given up like 38 points a game over the last few weeks. They have been terrible at giving up points. Now, I also know that Colorado is 1-8. Is this a week where USC can rebound and win by that number, or is this a no-touch? Uh, this is a no-touch because you're either going to get the Colorado that will show up and put 30 on the board, the Colorado that will show up and put 20 on the board, or the Colorado that will show up and not even score a touchdown. So... <laughs> Colorado's just bad, but they're like a mystery box as to how bad you're going to get for them. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a tough game. USC obviously playing for their lives. They're 8-1, and one, number 8 in the country, but you can essentially consider them tied with Oregon. They're, they've got the same records. The reason why Oregon's higher is because their one loss is against the number one team in the country. Uh, but, you know, these teams are going to play each other and stuff like that. So 
um, other games. What? Yeah, but Oregon also has that good win against UCLA. UCLA on that rise at the time. We'll find out how good UCLA and USC is in a few weeks. So we'll yeah, settle that they... date a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Indiana and Ohio State, this is a ridiculous line to me. 40? That's crazy. 40. I, I keep wanting to flirt with the 40 point lines with Ohio State the last few weeks. Last week, obviously, was a no-go because of the 40, 50-mile-an-hour winds or whatever. Um, that's just crazy. You know, that's going to be hard to score a lot of points on that aspect. But um, the week before, a couple weeks before that, I forget who they're playing, but they had a 39-point line. I took it, and they pushed on it. I just It's a 40-point line. It's going back to a similar scenario of Colorado's game a little bit. The lines are just kind of super high for that. I there's better lines you can find now at this point in the season than just taking a 40-point line against some, what's supposed to be a respectable team. It's not like they're playing the Sisters of the Poor, a high school team anymore at the beginning of the season where a 40-point line looks very attractable. It's They're playing a decent yeah. team. No matter how bad they are this year, it's still a decent team. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. <clears throat> LSU and Arkansas. This game is at minus three LSU. This is a tough game for me because we just pointed out that stat. These road to if you go on the road to these big stadiums, it's tough. And Arkansas has good quarterback play, uh, so you never know with a, with a team like that that can kind of produce offense in multiple ways. It's SEC. Uh, I don't know if I would touch this game. I, I think LSU will win, but it could be one of those one point victory, two point victory type games. Uh, I don't know. Arkansas season's been a roller coaster. For me, this is a play for me this weekend and uh, taking LSU. I know I've come back. I, I'm, I'm back on the train of taking LSU. Um, high hopes of them. I know they just came off a win. They're on the road. That's usually when upsets happen. But I, I, Arkansas spoiler. Yeah, Arkansas can play spoiler. I'm not not saying they couldn't. Um, just they're just coming off a tough loss against Liberty themselves. Yeah, but roller coaster of a season for me. LSU has actually been kind of consistent with the aspect of winning games. However, you want to go about the good and the ugly of winning some of those games. They're winning games, huh. so I'm, I'm going to take them. At, it's at three. It's if it were. You know, if we're starting to talk about four or fives, maybe not. But it's at three, so it gives me the field goal at least. All right. Um, hmm. Nebraska-Michigan, 31. Uh, this is a no-touch for me. Um, if anything, I would maybe take Nebraska in the first half. Um, this, the trend this season for Michigan games are they play their opponents very close in the first half. And then they get some breakaway plays on the ground. Um, they're all they're a run team. They get some breakaway plays in the second half. Unless they're getting 40, 50-yard runs in the first half, they've played almost all their teams very close in the first half. Whether they're losing like Rutgers last week and they go on to win by 30, or they're up by 5, 10 points at halftime, they've still kind of been playing their teams close in the first half. So I, I would maybe take some first-half action on that. Okay. Alabama Ole Miss. Alabama favored by 12 on the road. I think Ole Miss absolutely covers. Uh, I don't see Bama going in and blowing out. I think Ole Miss had a really impressive season. Um, they beat LSU. Um, so uh, I think that 
They have good quarterback play. And I think Lane Kiffin, this is a statement game. If you have Brian Kelly in year one going in and beat Bama, Lane Kiffin has had years to build up this program, and he's getting to face Bama at home. This is a game, and you're facing Bama at, at really their lowest in years. I'm not saying he's going to win, but this is a lot of pressure to win. If you get blown out in a game like this, that's a bad look on Lane Kiffin, in my opinion. Uh, I'm not there yet um, on that aspect for Lane Kiffin, but – I will say they had that disappointing loss against LSU a few weeks ago. That's just – if they were to lose this in a very disappointing fashion again, then maybe to lose – raise some eyebrows based on the season and what you're supposed to be and where you've been ranked a little bit. The thing I would look for is the first half line and taking Alabama. Alabama, off come, coming off a loss, they usually get off to a very hot start, like the start strong in that, this, the follow-up game. They did this a few weeks ago against Mississippi State. Um, with that being said, that line at 12, it kind of looks enticing if they get off to that hard, hot start. But we kind of hinted at it earlier. Bryce Young era on the road, been struggles. I don't want to bank on that, but I will take the first half action for this. This line seems way too low. Louisville at Clemson. Clemson at home only favored by seven. Uh, I'd take that. Um, you're, wait, wait, wait. So you're going to take Clemson favored by seven on this one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, actually, I kind of would uh take Louisville on this one. That's what I'm kind of wow. leaning, leaning towards it right now. They have, they have some, I, I don't know. Like I was saying earlier, it's about momentum in college. We were talking about before. Uh, we got onto the pod. Everything is about man- momentum, I believe, in college. Louisville has some, created some positive momentum for them right now. I would kind of lean towards that a little bit. Uh, but I'm only leaning. I'm not there yet. We'll figure that out when we get to that point, <laughs> you know. Oh, man. But, I mean, I just think you're going to that stadium. That That's a game where you you know, you got to play your best game, and uh, it's Clemson. And they just lost. They know they need a big win. That's true, but yeah, I don't know. It's either a lean towards Louisville or a no touch for me. That's just personally where I'm at. All right, we'll see. Maryland but, um, to Penn State. Oh, sorry, what was that? My, my thing went out for a second. Oh, oh yeah, no, I was going to say Maryland, Penn State, Penn State favored by 10. Um, If Tagovailoa, the quarterback, is still out for Maryland, give me Penn State. Um, I'm at 10 points right there. Hate doing it, but if he's out, I I just don't like them. I just don't. It's just my personal thing. So give me Penn State on that time. Uh, yeah, no, I would take Penn State probably either way. Um, but I do respect, you know, Tagovailoa can keep it close off- offensively. This game's really interesting. UCF at Tulane. Tulane ranked number 17 in the country. Uh, and they're favored by a point and a half at home. You know, UCF, they're not a guarantee for anything, but, you know, it's too lame we're talking about. I I, I don't know. <laughs> this is a game I, I might not touch. I, I, I don't know much about Tulane. I, I can't sit here and say that, uh, 
you know, I know Tulane, but UCF feels like a bigger program here. And even though it's on the road for them, I feel like they can go in and win a game like this. I feel like UCF can win a game like this, but this is a no touch, no action for me right now. I want to, you know, see the Tulane action a little bit. So, Okay. Washington at Oregon. Oregon ranked number six in the country, and they're favored by 13 and a half at home. I'll, this is a no touch for me. Um, This is a no touch for me, too. Um, Oregon had that good win against UCLA recently, but I'm still trying to see what Oregon is truly about. They really are about that or not this season. Um, so it's a no touch for me right now. I don't really follow the Pac-12 super that much. I don't. This doesn't excite me. I do follow and watch it, but I don't watch Oregon's games against you know the really bad Pac-12 teams. That that just doesn't excite me. So I, uh, yeah, let me see what this one's about though first. But um, a game I do like. You no, know, I, I I find it really time. interesting. What was that? I find it interesting that Bo Nix. You know, he's at Auburn, he's a 500 quarterback, and now he's at Oregon, one loss to an SEC yeah, team and a blow. I think that really tells you what's going on with that Auburn program right now. Yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah, which is scary to say. Um, a game I do like, though, this weekend is uh, Wisconsin's one and a half against Iowa. Um, I wanted to come on here and say Wisconsin, and then I wanted to say Iowa. But, you know, I've been cra- – they finally put up some offensive points recently, but their defense is kind of good. I'm going to take Wisconsin on this one. Um, I just – Iowa just doesn't excite me on the offensive end. It really doesn't. So just give me Wisconsin, please. Uh, okay. Are, are you touching South Carolina and Florida? Florida favored by eight? Um, No, because uh, – <laughs> Last weekend, I took Florida on that money line. Great action. I felt confident about it. Florida's been a little bit up and down on what they're going to produce. And so South Carolina, they're kind of like both mystery boxes to me. Um, avoid that game. But in an SEC game that I do like this weekend is uh, Georgia at Mississippi State. Uh, give me Georgia. Um, Mississippi State has kind of had some struggles recently, in my opinion. Um, been very just starting to disappoint. Um, so, yeah, give me Georgia. Georgia's, I think they're hitting their strides now. I think they're understanding what it means to play in that championship level where you turn it on the second half of the season. They showed it last week against Tennessee. I want to see if they can continue that. Give me Georgia. All right. Texas A&M and Auburn not touching that game at all. Florida State at Syracuse. Uh, this is a game where I think Syracuse will cover uh, I don't know if they'll win, but I think they'll cover that seven. Uh, give me uh, FSU. I'll ride the Knowles wow. on this one. All right. What about yeah. TCU, Texas? TCU and Texas. So we've been saying for weeks, or at least on or off the pod, TCU is due for an upset. They really are. I just, you know, you get the feel of that team that they're really not the number four, or five, six team in the country. Um, they're just an undefeated team that has won games. They've been down at halftime and got on to make some comebacks. I believe Texas is not going to cover this game, but they're going to win. So I'm going to take TCU on those seven points. 
Yeah, no, I'm with you because, uh, you know, this is a game where we just referenced that stat. You know, the, these teams go into these big stadiums, road games, it's tough. And uh, if you're going to lose a game, it's it, it might not even be a combination on TCU. It's just, you know, you're, you're going to lose a game. Uh, you know, and again, it's probably better for the college football playoff rankings if we don't have TCU in there. It's just uh, being honest there. Other than that, I don't really like many other games this weekend. Stanford at Utah, I'm not touching that. Uh, minus 24, I think, is ridiculous. Um, and then Arizona, UCLA, not touching that game. So for the rest of that, it, there's nothing for me. Yeah, I have my favorite one for the week. Um, this is just the do it go with some personal. Some re- All the viewers of the podcast are probably, I think, on your face. You're knowing where this is going. Um, three and a half. Wake is favored, favored by three and a half. Playing North Carolina this weekend. Give me North oh. Carolina. We are talking about momentum earlier. Wake Forest has created some very bad momentum for them lately. Um, losing some bad games and everything. That's going to be my analysis behind it a little bit. But uh, give me um, give me North Carolina on that. Not just the cover, but the win this game. Oh, yeah, we had to. You had to finish it all with that. I love it. All right, so now let's move on to the NFL. And uh, quickly, we'll just do a review. Um, in general, I forget what we said about the Chargers and Falcons, but I remember saying this is a game I think I said that I wouldn't touch because the Chargers, you either have them where they will play close in games where they should probably win by a lot. They kind of play down to competition. Uh, and, and, you know, they are beat up a little bit, but they always are. They're always beat up. Uh, there's always some sort of excuse with the Chargers. Uh, too much talent at this point to be so mediocre. Um, Dolphins at Bears, they scored a lot of points. I, I don't remember what we said for that game. Bengals, Panthers, I know. I remember you took Cincinnati, you know, saying this is the game where Carolina is, you know, they're probably going to fold in this game. They lost big 42-21. In this game, I remember I picked Detroit to beat Green Bay. They did. Uh, 15 to nine green Bay really crashing and burning offensively. They cannot score Colts Patriots. We did not touch bills. I believe I touched the, I think, I think I took the Patriots there. Um, yeah, Bill Belichick against rookie quarterbacks historically is good. I believe I took the Patriots there. If I did not take it on the pod, I did take it off the pod. Okay. All right. Uh, bills jet. This was the shocker of the week. And, uh, you know, all I know is, if, if you're betting moving forward or you're looking at college, uh, excuse me, fantasy football waiver wires, the Jets defense has been one of the best in the league led by Sauce Gardner. And uh, they got to Josh Allen a lot. They, they got some turnovers. Again, we didn't get to watch. Uh, but the Jets, this is a game where I thought, okay, they just lost New England. Zach Wilson doesn't look the best. He needs a little bit more time. And, well, they, they beat the Bills. Yep, I can't believe Buffalo lost that game. Then again, I didn't watch it, so I can't really tell you, you know, like, was it really a good loss? Was it a bad loss? Um, all I've seen is highlight, you know, headlines and all that of it. But we moved on to the Vikings and Commanders. I can't remember what the line was when we took it, but I do not think – I don't – I remember saying they would win this game. Um, I'm surprised it was as close as it was throughout the game. I didn't do some scoreboard watching throughout the day, though, of course, but – they won, you know, whatever. 
Um, well, you know, it's Raiders. funny about the Vikings. I see a meme all the time with the Vikings. Uh, it's we're going into week 10 and we don't know who the Vikings are. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to see the videos of Kirk coming out on the plane afterwards? Love to see that. Very entertaining. <laughs> it's between him and Justin Tucker on the plane rides. I love. I think I would love to fly first class with either one of them any day right now. Yeah. What, what about Russell Wilson? <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so yeah. Uh, other than that, we had the Jaguars beating the rate. My goodness, the Raiders are – they are in the depths of hell right now. Uh, they have, what, one win or two wins? Yeah, two and six, really bad. Awful, atrocious. I don't know. I don't know what to say on it. I, I just don't even want to talk about how bad they are. I didn't think they would be this bad this year. But um, Seahawks, Cardinals, Seahawks won we the game. For this one? Yeah. Yeah, I think we were. Um, I can't remember what we said on it, to be honest with you. I think we did take the, uh, take care of uh, the Cardinals on it. Um, just because yeah, they needed the win and they were at home. Yeah, split that series. That was that logic for that one. Um, then we go to the, the Bucks game. We kind of hit on it a little bit earlier. They needed to win that game. Good win by them. Um, hey, I was I right on the one. You were. You were. I'll give you it. Um, Chiefs didn't cover. Can't believe they didn't cover. But it was also a very big line. We just not called that they would win. Can't believe it went to overtime. And then uh, I know Against we money. definitely called the yeah. I know we definitely called this one though. Ravens money um Monday night. Yeah. We called them the cover. That wasn't even a close cover for us. Yeah, the, and the, and the uh, this you the the Bucks got a double win with that, or really a triple win. The Falcons lost, the Saints lost, and the Bucks won. That they needed that as well, and Carolina. I mean, Carolina really wasn't a, uh, a factor. So let's go into this week. Falcons and Panthers play each other. You're rooting for Carolina in this game, 100. percent If you're a Bucks fan, uh, you need it. And listen, Carolina and, and Atlanta played into overtime the last time they played each other in Atlanta, and the Falcons came out on top. And you know, this was after McCaffrey was traded, and the Panthers were on that run where you know those two games after. You're like, whoa, are they actually uh, playing well against, uh, you know, without all these guys? And then they get blown out by the Bengals. But now they get to play Carolina again. But it's on the road this time for Atlanta. Uh, so what do you think for Carolina? Um, obviously, yes, you're right. Bucks fan, you're rooting for Carolina, whether you like it or not. Um, however, I'm going to take Atlanta on the two and a half on this one because um, <laughs> I think the – the fire head coach, trade your team away. Magic is finally going downhill and finally disappearing. Yep. And you're finally getting that team of, well, you fired your head coach and you traded your team away. This is the performance level you're going to get throughout the season until, you know, all season comes and you can kind of rebuild and restructure. So, yeah, give me the Falcons on two and a half. Rip Al Michaels. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I'm not going to touch it. Um the, the Bucks game, you know, start off Sunday. Uh, Germany, first game in Munich. Um, are you taking any action on this? No, absolutely not. Yeah, no. I, I know what my – I feel like the play would be Seattle just because of how Seattle's performed, the consistency yeah. in that aspect, and they can score points. That's yep. also why I'm not going to touch it. So, yeah, we'll move off that. Well, um, 
hit up the one. I will say though, I will say, is it an easier travel from Tampa to Munich than it is from Arizona to Munich? You mean Seattle to Munich? Well, they were in Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. You're right. They're in Arizona. Uh, I would say it would be an easier travel from Tampa. We can fly directly from Tampa over there. From Arizona, I'm pretty sure you have to fly into D.C., New York, or Atlanta for the most part as a hub to fly over there. I'm not. I'm not quite sure on that. I think it's an easier travel for Tampa, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, you never. These things always factor in. You you have a longer trip, less time to recover. So, you know, you're also traveling multiple time zones if you're Seattle, whereas. I mean, Tampa is as well, but, I mean, that's a lot. So, uh, might be a dumb tip. There might be some people that understand time zones where that might be uh, totally wrong if it's a bigger difference for time zone jumping uh, for uh, Tampa versus Arizona, but who knows. Um, Texans and Giants, are you touching that? Uh, Texans and Giants, no, but I do like the five. Uh, that's where my I lean. I lean the five. Not taking it, though. I lean lean it, yeah. Okay, I mean, the Giants have to win by five. They have to. If you you play the Texans close at home, you can't. I mean, the Giants need a good win here. Uh, Get back to what you were doing before. I I, I like the Giants here. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's a lean action. Nothing I'm taking yet. I do like... Do like the Texans a little bit? I don't know, just something about them, but they haven't been producing, haven't been covering. You know, been disappointing lately. But the one o'clock game that that's kind of really good. It's going to be a good watch no matter what. Is Vikings at Buffalo? Yeah, um, Buffalo's favored by three and a half. Um, is this a touch for you? Lean in any way? Which, uh, what, where are you feeling for this one? Buffalo. I, I would take Buffalo to cover. Um, they play well at home. And I think Minnesota is due for a loss. They play Washington close. So uh, I, I like Buffalo actually to win big. Yeah, I'm going to take Buffalo on this one too. Buffalo needs to have that bounce back week. They need to have, have that action. Although is it is that rumor will Mel, true that uh, Josh Allen is injured or is going to be injured for this game? If so, that, that, if so, that changes my whole perspective on where I'm going to take everything. If Josh Allen is playing in this game and he's healthy, give me the three and a half. If Josh Allen is not playing or not fully healthy, I'd reevaluate that line. <laughs> yeah, the reevaluate's a good uh, a good definition for that uh, that game. Lions Bears. Ooh, this is you know Justin Fields over the last few weeks has really started to change people's mind. Whenever people start doing well in fantasy, uh, people seem to start to notice things and. Uh, Justin Fields is the number seven quarterback in fantasy right now. Uh, he is a great runner of the football. And, you know, I mean, if Lamar can make his game off that, I think Justin Fields can make it off his two. He's at home. Uh, but I, the Lions do not play well on the road, and I think Chicago probably wins this game. What's really frustrating, though, is looks like Khalil Herbert is the number one running back, and I played – David Montgomery against you and fantasy, and I lost. 
and uh, I sat some guys that scored more, and it was really disappointing. Uh, so, but yeah, I like the Bears in this game. Uh, yes, I like the Bears in this game. Um, kind of like the uh, college a little bit. NFL, you definitely want to create some consistency and some trends with your team. Um, I'm going to take Chicago on this aspect, though, not just because of that, but also because um, the Bears, yeah, they've got to win against Green Bay, but they've been struggling to score points lately. That's something that Chicago has proven that they can do now in the last few weeks is score some points. They did it against Miami. They're scoring consistently. I, I, I think they're going to cover more by three, honestly, in this game. Yeah, no, I like them in this, uh, as well. So Broncos, Titans, uh, if Tannehill doesn't play, I, this is just a no-touch for me. I I, I don't know because, you know, Russell Wilson looked a little better last week. They won again. Um, I, I don't know. They just traded Bradley Chubb, though. So that's a that's a guy that you don't have to stop Derrick Henry now. I don't know. Trading Bradley Chubb tells me that they're not a believer in the Russell Wilson era right now. Um, yeah. That's just my personal opinion on it. But that's a no-touch for me. Um, we got the Saints and Steelers. Give me the Saints. I know we've been kind of playing off of the Saints a little bit um, to either taking the other team lately just because the Saints have been disappointing. But the Steelers are a team that just doesn't impress me. They don't excite me. Um, you know, I think the magic is not there with Kenny Pickett, quarterback. I, You know, you could call me crazy and take the, I'll take the Steelers all you want, but I'm going to take the Saints. This is a no touch for me. I, in my head, I just cannot envision Andy Dalton winning in that stadium. I get it, but he's. I gotta agree. He's created some calmness in the offense. Now the offense is starting to stutter and not be as productive. But I don't know. Just give me. Just give me this answer. Right, it's listen, like one of, it's one of those things where it's like, just, just give it to me and let me watch it happen blindly. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, what the Saints have more playmakers. You know, Olave's been great. Kamara's there. So uh, there's that. Our, I, the Browns-Dolphins game is a really interesting one. Um, I like the Dolphins here. They're home. They play well there. They're, they win with Tua. I know they barely beat Chicago, but I, I don't think Cleveland's some sort of offensive juggernaut, and I think this defense for Miami – has a good weekend against Cleveland. Yes, I agree with you on that. Um, the wide receiver play has been absolutely ridiculous by Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill lately. Um, they upgraded the running back room with Jeff Wilson. Give me the three and a half. They are at home. The defense had gave them some points last weekend against Chicago, but I still kind of like their defensive play. Um, it's not awful. It's not great. It's just good enough. And I mean good enough in a good way. Um, yeah, give me the Dolphins on this. Uh, this this game coming up, this game is probably the, the biggest untouchable game of the season. Colts Raiders, Raiders favored by six. Whoever touches that game is you are a gambler. Yes, I think the play based on trend. I was gonna say the Colts, but then I sat there and thought about it for a second, and I'm like, wait, the play is off the Raiders. Yeah, Colts been so bad with Sam Ellinger. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think the play is take the under and nothing happens in this game. I'm saying that as a joke sarcastically, but that is the biggest no-touch for me right now. 
Holy cow. Yeah, though, no, that, that battle of the shits right there. So Cowboys at Packers. Uh, Dallas favored by four and a half. I take it. Packers can't score. We keep saying and keep waiting for this bounce back win, this bounce back performance at least. You know, show me some life, Green Bay. No life. Uh, the pulse is starting to go out a little bit right there. The revive is not happening. I hate I hate the words I'm about to say, but give me Dallas and the points. Yeah, uh, it is a yuck uh, thing to say. Cardinals at Rams. The Rams win this game. They, I think they absolutely win this game. Uh, I would take the line at one and a half. Um, yeah, the Rams are in a must-win scenario. They're in a point in the season where I think they're a better team than Arizona is. Arizona has shown that they can score point. They can score. The thing, though, that scares me about the line is in the fourth quarter, the Rams struggle to score the point, score the football, or even move the football in the fourth quarter. And that is when Kyler Murray is full throttle. He actually plays the game. He looks like he only shows up for the fourth quarter sometimes. Um, I'm scared that they could get a backdoor cover, which would mean the Cardinals win that game. But the Rams have to win this game, especially if they're going to have any hopes of what their season is supposed to entail. So give me the Rams. Yep. You just better hope that crowd isn't red. Uh, Chargers and 49ers. Uh, this, uh, I'm just going to say, I, I think the 49ers are going to be the best team in the NFL from this week forward. They're 4-4. Four and four. They had a statement win against the Rams. Uh, they're coming off a of bye week. I like them in, in, in a night game against the Chargers who have just not played well. Uh, I, I like that seven, even though it's a big number against a good team or a good roster, I should say. Um. Yes. So, Chargers is a wide receiver room even healthy? Is Keenan Allen back? Is Mike Williams back? Are they deciding that they want to play or not? Um, do they like their head coach yet or not? Um, you know, just yeah. It's always a boring, fascinating thing. You sit there and like, well. 49ers just bore me as an offense usually, so that means they're probably not that good. But they are actually pretty good. CMC is there. They've shown that he can be involved in the offense and be very productive with them. They got him with a bye. They got him more time to get involved in the system. I hate to say take seven. I don't like high lines in NFL, especially against a team that's supposedly supposed to be decent, but hasn't really shown it. Like the record says they're good. So give me give me the 49ers in this so. All right, uh, Commanders at Eagles. Eagles favored by eleven. Uh, again, it's it, they keep giving the Eagles these big lines. And uh, did they? What was last week? So last week was I think thirteen or twelve against the Texans. They won twenty nine to seventeen. What what was the line? Do you remember? I don't remember. I think it was like 13, maybe 13 and a half, something like that. Okay, so they lost out on that. Yeah, that's the thing with how those high lines in the NFL is when they're so high like that, yeah, you can go put 22, 27, 29 on the board. But if you're giving up, you know, crap time points or you're kicking field goals all day, any team can cover that in the NFL. That's that's why I don't like taking the, the lines when they're super high personally. I, I'm definitely with you there. Um, so 
Do you have anything for college basketball? Uh, for me, I'm not touching it at all yet. I don't. You can kind of lead this uh, this part if you got anything. Yeah, I've already started betting it. Um, but uh, UNC the other day, of course, you know they didn't cover that first game. I took them at. Uh, just kind of going through it. To, um, what kind of really sucks is that we only record this once a week, so I don't get you don't get to see all the lines out. Kind of like when we did the NHL a few weeks ago. Just because teams have to play each other, they have a game coming up for the next game, and lines are usually produced right. after that if there's injuries. Um, but with that being said, um, obviously, kind of want to look at some lines this weekend. Just looking ahead, we have the Armed Forces Classic on the arm on the the carrier, the playing carrier again this week. Michigan State's hosting again, not the home team, but they're hosting against Gonzaga. Um, Gonzaga. I think is really good. Gonna rank number two, obviously though. But um, uh, I'm not gonna touch this game just because of where I, I think the lean is and towards Michigan State. Will they like to start their seasons off historically against good teams like Gonzaga, Kentucky, Dukes? They usually go in and lose those games. Um, it's an Izzo thing. It's part of his thing. He likes to win, play those games, so that way they can either see how good or bad the team is and show the team what they need to improve upon if for that March Madness push. So uh, I know where I'd lean towards that. If you can't grasp what I'm saying there, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> but uh, Kentucky Friday, I don't know what the line is. I'd take Kentucky. Same thing with North Carolina. Don't know what the line is yet. I'd take North Carolina. Um, just for the sole purpose of, well, Kentucky absolutely blew out their last team that they played. North Carolina. Uh, I'd like to point out a reason as well. Can anyone listening tell me where Duquesne is? Um, I didn't even know how to pronounce that college when they played Florida State a few weeks ago. So that's also what's determining determining factor into this decision <laughs> there. <laughs> but yeah, see, we'll get more into it. Um, definitely, like if anyone's out there listening to this and has some suggestions on like how to better go about betting college basketball or like at least showing it to you what like what we like to take. Because I definitely like taking college basketball. I like watching it. I like betting it a lot. Those are kind of the games for my Friday night right now. All right, nice. Yeah, no, it, it, college basketball coming back is fun. I'm going to try and tune into that Michigan State-Gonzaga game for sure. Um, so that will be a cool game uh, here in the beginning of the season. And then NHL, uh, it, it, to me, again, it, it – I'm just finding that the regular season is so unpredictable in the first half of the season. You just don't know because you have these first half fluke teams. Uh, you have teams that are good that just kind of float for the first half. Like I said, like you don't get the push until the trade deadline in like February, and then you kind of really know. And then around holiday season, you know, because you're around halfway through um, and you have that break there. So it, it'll be interesting. We'll see. Um, and then, yeah, I'm just looking at the games while I'm talking here. So this pod's going to air on a Thursday. I don't know. I mean, there's no games here that I look at and I say, absolutely. I mean, Coyotes at Islanders, you could say, oh, well, it's the Coyotes. But, you know, the Coyotes have gone and, and some of their last few games, they beat some teams that you're like, oh, wow, they're actually winning these games. And so it, it, it's tough to uh, to bet NHL right now, in my opinion. Uh, really disappointing team, though. National Predators uh, with UC Soros and Net. He has been terrible in Net. If you play fantasy hockey, uh, you know he 
I have this policy in, in big, you know, in these pro sport, you know, fantasy baseball, fantasy hockey, specifically where you have these long seasons where you play a lot of games. And it's like, when do you drop a superstar player? And I, I just, you know, I'm very close to dropping UC Soros as goalie uh, in my fantasy hockey league because it's like, hey, he's competed for Vezinas, but when you're on a streak as bad as this, how long do you hold on? And and it's like, okay, well, even if he gets picked up by somebody and he does well, you got to pick up value for yourself in the time being. And uh, it's getting to that point. I haven't done it yet, but uh, it, it, you know, fantasy goalies, you got to have a good goalie if you're in fantasy hockey or you're pretty much screwed because it's people kind of forget and they go for the big forwards when they draft in fantasy hockey. You got to go for the goalie because that's how you win it, when you have the top two or three or four goalies in the league on your team. So uh, that, that'll do it for in terms of betting. Do you have any props this week? Um, well, NHL, actually Friday, I do like the Kings. Uh, they're hosting the, uh, the Blackhawks. I like them to win on the money line aspect. However, uh, I know King, uh, LA Kings have been struggling a little bit to kind of pull away from games. Like they've been playing close games essentially. Um, scoreboard wise, uh, so give me the Blackhawks at plus one point five. Um, I think they lose by one, but give me the Kings on the money line of that. Props this weekend though, give me a CMC touchdown coming off a of bye week. Oh yeah, I'll take a CMC touchdown. Um, I know we like saying that almost every week now. Um, other than that, I want to say Mike Evans touchdown. Haven't seen those in a few weeks, um, but you never know. You got any or no? No, I mean, is the Bucks season still over? What? Is the Bucks season still over to you? Okay, look, I, I I know everyone's argument that we can make the playoffs still, that we're not in the best division, but the team still sucks. Come on. Yes, we, we scored a touchdown. It's, it's great, guys. We scored a touchdown for the first time in weeks. I know that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but we scored a touchdown in weeks. Like, come on. I'll believe yeah. that we can start scoring touchdowns and start being consistent on that aspect. That's a good point. That's a good point. We'll see you this weekend. So uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, Strictly Sports, just look for it. If, it. if it's uploaded this week, it'll come out on um, probably Friday or Saturday. Strictly Baseball, same thing. If we do it, uh, I know – Rory is kind of reeling from the Phillies losing. Um, you know, I, I, I texted him. I'm like, hey, we can do a World Series review. Uh, and then, you know, kind of predict free agency. And he was like, I'm not doing a review. <laughs> and, and I was just like, okay, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just skip free agency. We're forward thinkers here. Uh, so we'll see if he's even in the mood. Uh, so I, I totally understand. But uh, that'll do it for this week. You can follow us on Twitter at Strictly Sports P on Facebook and Instagram at Strictly Sports Productions. For Tyler Fabian, I'm Jacob Brown, uh, and we will see you next week.